0: Praise God, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the On Earth As It Is in Heaven podcast. Romans 12.5 says, We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. The goal of this podcast is to help all members of God's church establish God's kingdom here on earth by learning and discussing his principles Through these discussions, we hope to facilitate actions that will create heaven on earth. I'm your host, JB, and I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together and fellowship once again. For your word says where two or three or more are gathered in your name, that you would be there. So we thank you, Lord, that we know that you, your anointing is in this episode, Lord, that Those that you have called to come into contact with this episode, Lord, would receive what it is that you have prepared for them. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, over all the young ones that may be dealing with any type of a crisis or anything going on in their lives, Lord, any type of struggle that they can benefit from this episode, Lord, that they would come across, that you would bring laborers, Lord, into their lives and that they will be led to this episode, Lord, and Through the materials that we're going to be talking about today, Lord, that some way, Lord, you your ways are beyond our ways, Lord, and so we rest knowing that you love and care for all your children, Lord. So however way that you would see that be done, Lord, that the work that you have put into the hearts of these ladies, Lord, that it would bear—we already know that it's bared fruit, Lord—but that fruit would reach the those that you have called it and who need it and who are looking for it. Even if they don't know that's what they're looking for. We pray right now, Heavenly Father, that you would guide this conversation in such a way, Lord, that the people who are viewing it would know that you are real, that you would manifest your presence, Lord, in the rooms where they are as they watch it. We pray, Heavenly Father, even as this episode goes out, that it reaches all of the four corners of this earth, Lord, and that everyone everywhere would be able to have an opportunity to view these resources, Heavenly Father, that you have prepared, that you have the ideas that you have put into the minds of these sisters, Lord, the world desperately needs. And we just pray right now, Heavenly Father, that your work would go forward. We trust in the Holy Spirit, Lord, to do his thing and touch the hearts and minds of the viewers. We pray right now that our hearts would be open Heart to be softened to hear what you are the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, and that we will be obedient in those things. It's in Jesus' name we pray, Amen.
1: Amen. Thank, Thank you. you
0: guys for joining another episode of On Earth as it is in heaven podcast. I'm your host, JB, and today we have the Boylan sisters. And I've been so super excited for this episode. And we, you know, we had to do that reschedule. And I was like, Oh, I was so ready. I was like, so ready for that episode. So I was like, okay, okay. We know we're still going to get this done. And man, you guys, I was excited that day, you know? And I was like, you know, you know, they had the thing. So we had to reschedule, but I was like, man, so I'm sure this episode is going to be a blast for everyone who comes across it. so, Generally, this, I have one guest and I just have them introduce themselves, but I have two of them. So we'll start with you, Alexandra, if you want to tell us a little bit about your background, your faith, how you came to do what you do, and then we'll pass the, the baton on to Andrea.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having us. I'm so excited that you are as excited as we are to be here. And yeah, so my name is Alexandra Boylan, and Andrea and I actually grew up as ministers kids in Massachusetts. And I really always grew up loving the entertainment industry, movies, and I wanted to be an actress so much ever since I was a little girl. And then when I was 19 years old, I actually packed up my Toyota Corolla and I moved from Massachusetts to Los Angeles, California to pursue acting as a very young girl. And then I, you know, I found out how difficult Hollywood is and how hard the industry is. And I spent 10 years really pounding the pavement and not really getting anywhere. And then in 2009, I moved to Albuquerque and I was like, I'm going to start picking myself. I'm going to make my own movies. I'm going to start writing and producing and putting myself in it. And that is how I really was able to begin the career that now we're on. And, and then Andrea and I teamed up and we started making female driven faith-based films. And And funnily enough, the more we made, I used to be the lead in our movies, like Catching Faith 1 and 2 and Wish for Christmas. But I fell so much in love with being behind the camera and telling the stories that I actually didn't want to be on set anymore as an actor. I really wanted to be there. So it's funny yeah. when, God, when we finally release our will to God, he can give us our wow. life, ten back, life back tenfold. And he was like, always waiting for me to release my acting dreams so he could be yeah. like, I'm ready I have other things for you. Yeah. So that's how we got into this and how we started making movies and go for it, Andrea. <laughs> well, I I am don't have the same journey at all.
2: I was uh, my whole dream for my whole life was to become a wife and a mom. <laughs> so wow. I was in the middle of raising three kids, and I live in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, the middle of the Midwest. When Alexander called and asked if I would be interested in consulting on a faith based script, and and I said yes. And I always like to say this mm-hmm. to anyone that's listening. Say yes, even if you don't have a clue what it means or, you know, or you can always learn nowadays with like Google, you can Google it and you can learn and, you, and I'm yeah. so glad said yes because the journey has been just amazing and so uh, Alexandra and I began to I went from a consultant to a co-writer <laughs> and then we mm-hmm. began writing and uh, we've now written 6 films and made them all and gotten to celebrate with the release of them and um and it's been really fun I as I guess as a mom I'm also a licensed clinical social worker by trade and mm-hmm. so I do counseling with kids and families and I think that probably I'm so glad and happy about your podcast because I think that people are getting a lot of their information from media right now. Like whatever mm-hmm. media it is, whether it's podcasts or TikTok or they're getting they're get they're like getting their almost things that they're basing their lives on. And so I feel very passionate. And as we have continued to grow, Alexandra and I continue to work together and make more and more films. It's really become like a burden of my heart that we need more positive content put out in the world because There's Mm -hmm. just so much negativity. And this is where a lot of our children and youth are getting their values from, is from media. They're looking to, you know... The music or to TikTok, you know, people that are famous on TikTok to get like mm-hmm. get their advice in the morning of what to do. And, yeah. um, and we need to be not just counteract it. We just need to give a positive alternative. And so, um, yes, yes, very passionate about that. And, and so as this has grown, it's been an amazing ministry and a, a great opportunity to produce material that ho- we pray that kids love. And we really want yeah. moms to trust and appreciate that they can feel safe that their kids are watching good energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Alexandra, I love how you say when you kind of gave it up to God, you know, and realized that he was calling you to do a little bit more with the producing side, but that doesn't take away from your wanting to be an actor. And it doesn't mean that God didn't put that in you to want to be an actor. It was a pathway. I've, I So many times I feel like people might get they're scared to shift because they've already they might have told people that god you know he's called me to do this thing you know this specific thing and now they feel like it might be a little bit something else but they've already told people that god called them to do this and if they switch you know am i calling god a liar or did i get it wrong no for that time he might have been calling you to do that and he knew that it would lead you to this next thing so you know how was that for you to make that transition Was like, was there anything that went into that that take any type of faith to go from acting to producing? How was that?
1: Well, I love that you say that. Cause I always tell people that pivoting sometimes to pivot, you never even know that you think you're pivoting, but it might just pivot you right back to what you're supposed to do all along. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, in 2009, I actually left Los Angeles after 10 years of pursuing acting. I moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico because I heard the industry was booming, but I really think I went there to kind of re-surrender my life to the Lord. And I was like, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing for my life, God isn't working and I wanna be in your will. So if this isn't what you want, remove this desire from my heart or show me what you want me to do with my life. And I really spent like a year kind of wandering the desert as they say in Albuquerque. I was like wandering the desert, praying and releasing my life to the Lord. I mean like, God, whatever you want for my life, I will do it. I will. I'm Mm -hmm. here for you. And I want to make sure that I'm doing what you want. And then I found all of these independent filmmakers in New Mexico. We were all working in the film industry in New Mexico. And we all decided to make our own movie and I wanted Mm -hmm. to star in something. So I got like six friends together. We had one location. I paid for the whole movie out of pocket and we all got together and made like this thriller because we knew thrillers sell in the marketplace with like no money mm-hmm. or no star names. So we made a thriller. And then it's so crazy that we sold that movie to a major distribution company. And I thought that would be my trajectory. And then I was meeting with my sales agent. And he said, you know what? Don't make any more thrillers. You know what you should be making is faith-based family movies. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God struck the table and was like, I'm calling yeah. you into the." And, you know, you're right what you said about nothing's wasted. And all those 10 years where Mm -hmm. I thought I was failing as an actor, I actually Mm -hmm. wasn't. God was just preparing me with relationships that were going to end up coming back Mm -hmm. into my life as a filmmaker to help us succeed. So it's amazing to get to see in the rearview mirror that I really thought I was a failure. But God was like, you weren't. I just... I had different plans and it was going to take a little bit more time for you to get there. Yeah. Well, and also, Alexandra, I think also all that time when
2: you were behind the camp, you know, doing things on set you are learning so much Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. of the most important things that I think it's really special for your audience to know Alexandra got a bird's eye view about how people get treated on set and said if I Mm -hmm. get a chance to be an influencer I'm going to not treat people poorly and she has done a beautiful Mm -hmm. job of that she always upholds people's dignity and respect and treats them kindly and yeah really and really well and that does not always happen it's one of the greatest compliments i think we get at the end of when we're shooting a movie when people say i loved being on this set this was a special yeah. time in my life rather than the opposite which would be i can't wait yeah.
1: to get away from here <laughs> So yeah. I'm away. I yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. true it's true uh-uh. yeah
0: so, also, Andrea, I know you, you. We talked a little bit before the record, but then you shared that your plans was kind of just to be, you know, um, a mom and then a wife, and and here comes little sister with, you know, hey, <laughs> a proposal for you. You know, what that, what did that kind of look like for you? You know, entering into this this phase as well.
1: Well.
2: That's a great question. And I don't know, this is the thing that came to my mind. So I'm going to share it. So for the last 12 years of our life, my husband says to me, well, this is like, this is probably a once in a lifetime opportunity. Of course you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it all started. It was like every opportunity was like, well, can I be gone? You know, can I be away from home for three weeks? You know, and at the time my kids Mm -hmm. were pretty little. So Yeah. Okay. We'll try that. Well, can I be away from home for four weeks? And how about six weeks? And, you know, and it's grown. And then, and we've all been, it's been a very family kind of experience where the kids have been able to come with me. My husband's been able to join at times. And I think now we all see it really as an extension of our ministry. And so Mm -hmm. at the time that I mean, so, I think I shared that I said yes. I literally was holding a laundry basket. Like, when Alexandra called <laughs> me and said, I was like literally at the top of the steps with a laundry basket. And she was like, Would you like to consult on a faith based script? And I was like, Yes. Yeah. And I guess- <laughs> And then the other really fun part of that story is that was our first movie, Catching Faith. Alexandra ended up moving in with me to write it. And mm-hmm. we, I live in the middle of the Midwest and I'm a new Englander. We grew up in Massachusetts. So uh, there's a hardness to our culture that I grew up in. That is not the way it is when you're in the Midwest. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. business is everybody else's business and every, you know, it's just different and it's beautiful, but it's different. So we, she stayed with us that winter was the coldest winter on record of a hundred years. We had like over a hundred days below zero. So my poor yeah. sister, who is a California girl, is in the coldest tundra ever. And yeah. so we just needed to get out of our house sometimes. So we would go downtown to a coffee shop to write. And mm-hmm. no, there's no privacy. So people would like, you know, we're like talking and we're writing this script. First time right. I've ever written this script, you know, and learning from her. And then people are like leaning in, like, what are you guys doing? And right, yeah. so we told them. And then they would be like, well, you're going to make the movie here. And we're like, no. (laughs) It's like, why would you
1: make a movie
2: (laughs) here? Wisconsin has got no tax incentives. There's nothing about Wisconsin that would make you want to make a movie here. So we're like, Mm -hmm. no. And they're like, well, what if we give you everything you need to make the movie? So the short story is we ended up filming the movie here in Chippewa Falls and every single location was to us. Everything we needed was provided. And literally, down to the fact that there was a rainbow the first day we started shooting and a rainbow the last day we started shooting, like God was like, I am here. Uh, it was an yeah. amazing experience. Talking about that, yes, right? I mean, it was just yeah. like a yes and a yes. And I had no idea what I was doing and just said, yes. And we need this. Okay, let's yeah. go find it. And that's how our first movie was made. And I think it's um, it's humbling to be learning from your younger sister, but it's been a wonderful journey and uh, one I'm Mm -hmm. very glad I was invited into.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm glad I was going to ask you about that. Like how you felt about your younger sister, you know, I mean, you're talking so well about her and I just, I try to stay on topic, but like things like that just come to my mind. Like, how do you feel hearing your older sister, like say all these wonderful things about you and you know, how did it feel for you to receive that your younger sister was inviting you into a process. Cause some people as the older sibling, they might feel like, no, it has to be my idea. I have to lead it. You, you know, you come on board with me. Now I don't come on board with you, you know? And like, there's so many dynamics of things that could happen. But, you know, I know you guys shared that you guys had a great relationship when you guys were younger.
1: Mm-hmm. We did. I mean, I looked up to her I think the world of her, I was actually, I'm cleaning out my house right now. Cause we might be moving. And I found a journal from when I visited her at college and I'm like, I love her so much. She's so wonderful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, It was really cute to open it up. And it was like the day I had visited her at college and I was writing yeah. her in my journal as a little girl. And I love that God knew that he was going to bring us back together as adults to create. Yeah we probably, we talk every day. We were just, we're on a writing session before this. So I think we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been as close as we Mm -hmm. are. I mean, we were always going to be close, but she lived in Wisconsin. I lived in California. Us coming together and make movies really made sure that like, we have such a close relationship and I get to talk to my sister every single day. And I mean, I, yeah, I'm so grateful that I get to work with her. If you're going to work with anyone in this world, make it be your family that you love and feel safe with, you know?
0: yeah. Awesome. And I really am grateful of you guys sharing your story of that transition. I feel like so often you either see the person who's trying to figure out, you know, what it is God's calling them to do, or you see the person that, you know, we never truly arrived, but they're kind of there. And it's like that gap is what's missing, you know, (laughs) like, well, like, how did they get there? What was that like? You know, did they pray? Was their faith involved? You know, was that, you know, was there, did God provide for them? You know, I love this story about them listening in and then winded up being the ones that like, you know, provided. And it's like, you know, I'm so big on divine appointments, which mm-hmm. obviously we don't know where we're supposed to be, but if you're listening to God and you know, you're in his will and you're trying to do what's, you know, what he's called you to do, you will arrive at those divine appointments and, you know, that's when you'll see God move after you take those steps of faith, after you say yes, while you're holding the clothes basket and, you know, decide to go from acting to producing, you know, you got to take the steps of faith. I always said, you got the, you'll see God after you move, you know, everyone wants to see him first. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like uh, when the Pharisees kept telling me, you know, Jesus, show us a sign, you know, and he was like, you know, this adulterous generation is not going to see a sign, you know? So you got to take the faith, precedes the seeing god
1: yeah another part of that story for us to make catching faith one was that i was living in los angeles california we got the opportunity to make the movie we got an executive producer who said he'd pay for it but it was such Mm -hmm. a small amount of money that i could not keep my apartment and make the movie because we weren't really going to get paid so i actually Mm -hmm. put everything i owned in storage gave everything up lived out of one suitcase for a year stayed with Avery yeah. in the winter, traveled back and forth as we were in pre-production, not even knowing if we were ever gonna even get to make this, you know, it was like so many steps of stepping out in faith going, yes. we well, gonna make this happen. And now to see what God has done with our career, all these mm-hmm. years later, I am so grateful that I gave up that apartment because it means nothing to see what God was gonna yeah. use those sacrifices. And you're right. Sometimes you just have to step out in faith, When we called our executive producer, I moved to Andrea. We're writing the script together. We're trying to get locations and get actors. And we called the executive producer and he was like, oh, I didn't know you were really gonna do that. Okay, I guess I have to get the money. He's like, I've offered this to a lot of people and they've never actually done it. And I'm like, well, I gave up my home and we're writing the script and we're ready to go make the movie. (laughs) And he was like, oh gosh, I better go get the money. So it's really a testament that We had no idea he might not have been serious, but we that much stepped out in faith that we knew this is what God wanted us to do.
0: And and it makes me think about faith without works is dead because it's it's crazy. I'm sure if everyone who he's offered that to just heard that part, you know, that you just mentioned because it was available to them. Mm -hmm. But obviously they didn't take the next step to receive it. It's not that they didn't. Yeah, you know, God had already put that providence in there and faith you were like okay let's you know you took god at his word and that's what i always say when i play god is speaking through somebody you know like yeah they spoke it but that was i feel like you know divine appointment and you took you heard god's voice what you heard and you were like all right god you know (laughs) we're doing this thing so that is so awesome were you gonna say something else andrea that
2: i couldn't I was just going to add in that it felt like that's what Moses had to do, right? Like it says Mm -hmm. the water didn't part till he put his feet in the water. And I always think of that. There's another story with Joshua too, where the water moved, but it didn't move when they were standing on the shore and it felt safe. They had to walk yeah. into the water and then it moved for them to walk through it. And that's what I was thinking when you were talking about taking that. You got to take the step. You got to step out. Yeah. he you and he'll give you everything you need.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And another part about it, even with that Moses that, that always stands out to me is when you're reading the scripture, I can't remember exactly what it is verbatim, but Moses is telling the people, you know, be calm. God's going to take care of this. And then there's like a line where God says, you know, what are you worried about, Moses? But I was like, wait a minute, Moses is not complaining. It was like, what are you complaining about? And Moses wasn't complaining. What I read from that scripture is in his heart, he still was kind of concerned. He still was worried himself, even though outwardly he was taking the stand of a leader of saying, Hey guys, God's got this. There was some bit in him that still was like, you know, God, do you got this? You know, or you know, is this gonna happen? And so that's what that Face step was when he had to, like, you get it didn't part until he put it into the water. He had to overcome what Mm -hmm. was going on inside of him to take that face step, you know. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times, you know, believers, we would like to believe that everything's just gonna, like, the carpet's gonna roll out in front of us, you know, without us having to, like, do anything that not take that face step. But if that happens, we don't need faith, you know. So, (laughs) that's right amen yeah. yeah so that was just our introduction so <laughs> um yeah so i know we were sharing um i'll sharing with you guys that me and my kids we watched one of your movies called switch and loved that. um and and pretty much it's you know i'll let you if one of you guys want to share about what the movie's about and i'll comment in with you guys
1: all right Well, Switched is about two girls in high school. One is the bully and one is the girl she bullies. And the girl she bullies prays that the other girl would like, would know what it's like to walk a day in her shoes. And they wake up Switched and they go on to find love and empathy and compassion for each other. The bully finds out what it's like to take the pain of the person that they caused it. And then we Mm -hmm. also find out why the bully is the bully, where we can heal the heart of a bully.
0: Yeah. And one thing that I I really love, I know, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely, yes, most definitely. You can relate with the characters and it's very, um, the best word I can use is clean. It's very clean. You know, it's not like a bully movie where, you know, it's bad words and, you know, they're going over the top, but it's enough that you realize that she's a bully, you know? Um, But also it's so you get to see, for anyone who's raising children on biblical principles, you can see how you can respond in certain situations. And I actually shared this on another episode of my podcast, how Cassandra, which was the girl that was being bullied, responded to being bullied is a believable response. Some people who haven't grown up in an environment might not believe so. But for instance, I think I shared with you guys, I'm a bus driver. And did I share that with you guys? Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. Oh, okay. I I was thinking, I was like, maybe I didn't. Yeah, so I'm a school bus driver. (laughs) And um, there is a student on one of my, yeah, (laughs) there's a student on one of my buses. And to myself, I call him preacher man, because he is always on the bus talking about God and Jesus. And I'm just up there driving. And I'm like, this is why God put me on this bus. You know, because like on the front of my bus, I have like a cross, like literally on the front of the grill. So like when I'm riding around town, people see a cross on the front of my bus. Um, I have like a picture of a Bible on the inside of my bus. So um, the kids know who I am as far as my faith goes. And I truly believe it's made some of the more comfortable, you know, walking in their faith as well. Because even the bus driver, you know, the adult on this vehicle is a believer. So, um, this one kid, he's, Mm. I love him. I love him to death. And (laughs) there was an incident though, where another student, uh, slapped him and he goes, he takes a deep breath and goes, I'm using the grace of God right now and didn't retaliate. And I was so proud of him. I'm like, And, you know, so you I don't know if you remember, if you guys went to public school, but kids, you know, they're like the biggest instigators ever. So everyone's like, you're going to let them do this. You're going to let them hit you, you know, this, that, and the other. And so, you know, I grabbed my microphone and I was like, thank you for not retaliating. No one should be hitting anybody, you know, so I, I needed to back them up, you know, so. But a lot of kids don't have that emotional capacity to not just off top retaliate and hit someone, you know, hit them back after they've been struck. And so to see Cassandra being bullied and not try to match, you know, match that energy, you know, as as people say nowadays, and try to get her back, you know, it's something that can happen. You know, I've seen it happen and it's biblical. It's the way that that Jesus tells us, that we should respond to situations like that, you know, to meet those situations with love. And I just love that we can see it in action for those who haven't seen it on their bus, you know, (laughs) in a movie, they can get a picture, what it looks like if someone, you know, obviously that bully needs love as well, but how, like, how, what can I do given that situation, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: From when you were talking about what happened on your bus, it feels like the way that relates to Switched is that Switched gives us a way to look at how can you possibly respond in a different way than what your natural reaction would want to be, which is to, like, punch him back, right? So, yeah. Like, so, like, Switched is... Just- but it's a fun movie because it gives us some really good physical, like, you know, a way to manifest looking at the situation and gives alternative responses than what most other yeah. probably media and even what you, like you said, what happens on other people's buses. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because the typical response yeah. is I'm going to get even with you, right?
1: Oh, we, you brought up a good point about the bullying. And we talked a lot about how to portray the bullying because we don't need to teach kids how to bully. Kids know how Mm -hmm. to be mean to each other. So we really, really tried to make everything sort of as G as possible because we're like, let's, we're just trying to illustrate a story here. Not teach kids like, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes so many of the films are giving kids ideas on how to be mean or teaching them how to hurt people. We're trying to create a culture that leads with love. We just need a catalyst yeah. to get us to that message. So I love that you yeah. picked up on that because that was something important to us that how do we show she's bullying, but not be so strong that we're actually also mm-hmm. teaching kids how to be mean to each other.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like it's very age appropriate for a lot of ages too, because I remember on like PBS kids when my kids are little watching daniel tiger and i was like i don't like this because i don't know if they're gonna catch the ending where daniel learns his lesson you know they see him throwing a tantrum when he's not getting his way and you know like certain kids at certain ages they don't realize that this is a progression and they're being taught a lesson they see what daniel you know Mm -hmm. what he does when he gets upset you know so like you said like Mm -hmm. your bully wasn't like Excessively crazy or anything like that in the, in this movie, you know,
1: just mean enough, a little mean, so yeah, we can get to yeah. the catalyst to have it all teach us. Yeah, because yeah, we just want to create a culture that leaves with love. We don't need to reflect a broken culture. We are always trying yeah. to create a culture that leads with love.
0: Yeah. You know? another aspect I love about that movie is uh, there's a pastor that I listen to a lot, and he always talks about. You know it doesn't make it right, but they're we don't know what certain people have gone through in them in their lives that have caused them to do what they did and one of the biggest things that stuck out to me is after they were switched for a while, you know Cassandra after getting that type of attention that Katie Sharp was getting started acting sim on her own you know she started you know embodying like it's it's a whole different thing when you're getting the attention and everyone's on your side and it's easy to judge someone else when you haven't walked in their shoes and people might look at Katie Sharp who was the popular kid and think well what is she walking through you know but you know she got to experience that and it started to take a toll on her personality as well
2: definitely i think that was a part that was really important to us because really The way that anybody behaves is because of what's going on inside of them, you know, whether Mm -hmm. whether, if there's kindness. I mean, for me, the kindness is usually born out of Jesus because it's not in me naturally on my own, but when I act when I yell at someone or I get short or I get big yeah. and puffed up and try to you know mm-hmm. be bossy or whatever that's all indicating something that's going on in me, you know that I'm feeling somehow yeah. insecure or small and and I think one of the really fun things in the switched movie was to be able to illustrate that there was a lot going on, like actually Katie Sharp, yeah, she looks like she's got it all going on but she had a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure on her. She was actually financially supporting her parents, you know, like she had to Mm -hmm. perform for them. And I think, That, you know, maybe not all of us have the experience of being, you know, an Internet sensation. But I think a lot of kids experience it with sports where their parents put a ton Mm -hmm. of pressure on them and, you know, that they need to achieve or grades or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. whatever to get scholarships for college or whatever that looks like. And we don't Mm -hmm. know, like, what is going on inside the person to have them treat somebody else, you know mean or to bully them or yeah. to put them down and and if we all could you know i mean everybody adults included right if we can really take a breath step back and have a little empathy to take to think what's going on you know that person must yeah. be having a bad day or something going on that's getting them really stressed out and that's why they're behaving the way they are
0: yeah you know also- is a big word I- yeah. Well, it's I funny just you're about to say
1: empathy. Empathy. empathy.
0: empathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I feel like, so got, you guys have heard of like secondhand embarrassment, right? I don't
2: know hmm. if I've ever heard that oh, expression, no, okay. expression.
0: Oh, okay. So like secondhand embarrassment is when like something embarrassing happens to someone else, but you start to feel embarrassed. Yes. It's, it's almost, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I know what that feels
0: like. <laughs> so I feel like I was starting to get similar type feelings. I feel like I get it with various feelings, but like when Cassandra, while she was Katie Sharp, started to like change to the other side, I'm like, no, like, you know, I'm like wanting her to like, no, 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 wait, we were just getting this right. You know, Katie Sharp is improving in Cassandra. Like, we, we're getting there and now you're you know. going <laughs> to. So. Like, you get your little bit of the drama that you need out of it, and the, you know, a little bit of intensity, I guess you would call it, because I'm like, oh, man, we're getting so close, and now we're going this way. So, this movie, it doesn't, it's not like a boring, mundane, you know, movie. It definitely is entertaining. My kids, you know, sat through the whole time. There's some humor. I I don't know if all the scenes are meant to be humorous, but, like, one of the scenes that we really loved. spoiler alert, we're not going to say too much about it, but, the guitar scene when they made the mom go behind the curtain so she could come in (laughs) and practice the guitar or play the guitar song that she had made. And I'm like, wow, that's a very trustworthy mom. You know, (laughs) because she really didn't look after they asked her not to, you know, I just feel like most parents are going to like peek or, you know, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely supposed to be fun. And we know that bullying is such a big topic and a very, it can be a very harsh topic. We wanted to provide pro, create something that was fun that kids will watch mm-hmm. over and over, but be taking this really important message every time they watch it, they're learning a little bit more of like, what is, you know, we need to love people. I mean, the whole message is love Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And instead of us just telling kids that, I feel like this does such a beautiful way of illustrating that all the way around. Mm-hmm. The film illustrates that verse and how to live that out in your life.
0: Yeah. And one thing I, the theme I kept hearing through that was leave with love and knowing that you guys are sisters and it's a family movie, I couldn't help but wonder, is this something that was really spoken in your family or is this something that you guys came up with in the script writing?
2: Great question. I mean, I think that we were taught to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor mm-hmm. as ourself. And um, I don't know that we understood what it meant. And I think this mm-hmm. actually writing this script really allowed us to actually explore it, even as adults, to say, what does it really mean to do that? And And the lead with love really did come out of the script writing. It was like, how, right. what's a good expression for what, how to do this. And we have supporting material like Bible study and curriculums that we have written. And I think the lead with love was how do we illustrate this best when you're teaching youth group or children's ministry, how to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, you know, mind and strength Mm -hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? What does that really mean? And the best way is lead with love. In other words, whatever you do it in love. And if God yeah. is love and we're supposed to be like him, then we need to act out in love. And, and that's really where that came from. So not that I feel bad because I want to give my parents credit for it, but the truth is it really, <laughs> I think it came out at the table yeah. when we were writing the script and we're trying to figure out how to teach teens and kids this really important yeah. lesson that's, that is life changing. It is life changing to lead with mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, like, something that anyone, any viewer can watch and take with them. You know, one thing I always like to do with my episodes is have some type of, like, actionable steps. You know, again, I'm a person, like, I hate watching, like, a full thing. And then like, okay, what do I do now, you know? But, like, if nothing else, you can take from this lead with love. You know, when you go out in the world, when you're dealing in the various situations, you can always lead with love. Um, and so you just mentioned a little bit about you guys actually have materials That go along with the movies that you've made, which is another awesome feature. Um, Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the things that you have that you guys have created to go along with your movies?
1: Go ahead, Andrea. She, Andrea writes everything. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we have Bible study, uh, Bible studies, journals,
2: uh, books. We have a whole, like, if you go to BoylandSisters.com, we have a lot of free downloadable resources. It's very important to us. We want to start a conversation. So whether it's Mm -hmm. as small as your family, you know, after you watch the movie with your girls and you want to have... Sometimes I think parents don't always know what to say. So we've tried to provide some of those tools so that you can ask that you don't have to think up the questions yourself. They're right mm-hmm. there and you can ask them. Um, and so we've got a study guide that goes along with each movie. We have um, material, like if you wanted to host a movie night or have a slumber party or a, you know, a sleepover for your youth group, and then you want to watch the movie and then we have a good discussion. There's material for that. And yeah, so we have all kinds of different things trying to kind of reach everybody. There's a material mm-hmm. for moms and or parents as well. So that we're we're kind of try to wrap around the entire family and provide that yeah. material to go a little deeper. A really fun story that I think you'll appreciate is we try to put the dessert in with the veggies. And mm-hmm. oftentimes when we're making movies and you hear these scenes over and over, you know, so you hear the lines over and over, we'll have mm-hmm. people that are behind the camera say, that story's really familiar. And particularly for Switched, we had somebody who's like, I think that's the story of the Good Samaritan. Is that in the Bible?
1: <laughs> so yeah. we're
2: always trying to, you know, have those little, those truths and those parables and those Jesus stories in uh-huh. there. And you almost don't know that you heard it. We do hear it. And then we really want to lead people back to God. And because that's the foundation you can put your whole life on. So we want all of our material and our movies to just be, to take you back, to want to delve in, to understand who God is better.
0: Yeah. One of the scriptures in Deuter, I think, I believe it's in Deuteronomy that I really enjoy is when God says to meditate on the word day and night. You know, when you go out, when you come in, when you lay down, when you wake up, you know, Like, so pretty much all the time. And the way I take that is, you know, it's not just a Sunday thing that you study the word, but it's something that, you know, you use life's opportunities to help your kids understand it. So um, one thing, especially when watching movies like this, I loved, and I think it was the Great Samaritan when they talked about that, when it's something that I've already talked about with my kids. And it's like, quick quiz i'm like you guys remember that story what happens you know or something like hey <laughs> and they get excited because it's like oh somebody other than mommy and daddy is you know also talking about this thing as well you know because it's like they're still at the age where they're kind of you know honoring respecting what i'm saying and you know i still hold some authority and weight in their decision making but you know they're gonna get older and i even tell them i'm like you know right now daddy's like helping you with the stuff but when you get older you're gonna make your own decisions, you know? And so all I can do is try to help you right now mm-hmm. to make those good decisions when you get older. And when we're all obedient and we make awesome movies like you guys, it, it helps to back up, you know, what parents are trying to do with their kids, you know? Is, are your materials specific to the movies? So like, do you have Switch materials for the Switch movie and Identity Christ materials for the Identity Christ, so specific to each movie? Okay. Awesome. Yep.
2: If you go to to our website, everything is by movie, and you can find it. Whatever companion materials are available, it's under each movie title. So you can find it.
0: Okay. Awesome. And so I know I watch Switch, so I'm, like, making you guys only talk about Switch. But you guys have a new movie coming out called Identity Crisis. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So the new one's coming out or did it just come out?
1: Yeah, it just came out September. So it's been out for a few months now. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so what's this one about?
1: Okay. So Identity Crisis is about a shy science whiz in college who struggles with imposter syndrome and confidence and not feeling good enough. And she figures out how to clone herself in order to create the perfect identity and send her off to do all the things she's afraid of, only to discover that God already created her the perfect version of herself. And he Mm. gave her all the courage she just needed to try. And it's a very powerful story about our identity lying in Christ and that we were Mm -hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made, that we were made on purpose and for a purpose. And when Andrea and I came up with this idea, which was three years ago, we couldn't believe what was about to happen in our culture, that God was preparing our hearts to create something, mm-hmm. to speak it a young people, to know that their identity lies in Christ and that the enemy is trying to confuse our young people. And we mm-hmm. are so blessed when God uses us like that. And we didn't even know that mm-hmm. he was like, I got this three years before this is going to happen. And then the movie yeah. came at a time where people really are desperate for this message.
0: Yeah. So, how would you define imposter syndrome?
1: I think it's
2: the fake it till you make it. <laughs> and it's yeah, best, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's that sort of like, yeah, you're fronting to everybody that you've got it all together, mm-hmm. but inside you think, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, you know. And the reality is, we all are doing that, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. very. A lot of the time we think, you know, that we don't really feel super confident what we're doing. And that's part of why we have to step out and try, even though we don't, you know, and we might not do it perfectly. And that's actually a big part of the movie is that she doesn't want to put her work out there in college because she's afraid that it's wrong. And so Mm -hmm. she's never putting anything out. And And the reality is yeah. I love what we talked about earlier in this conversation about you know Moses had to put his foot in the water like we have to step mm-hmm. out. I mean, God could have not made the water split apart. I bet he didn't I mean if you think about that story, I bet Moses didn't even fathom that God would split the water in half and then a million people would walk through the yeah. Red Sea. He just did what God told him to do and then barely had enough yeah. trust to do it and stuck his <laughs> toe in there and did it. And then this amazing yeah. miracle happened, you know? And that's really, yeah. I think... a underneath this movie identity crisis, that's what it is. It's like, okay, we might not be right. And, you know, we might Mm -hmm. fail, but you'll never try anything if you're afraid to fail. (laughs) So you got to try and put yourself out there. And and that's what this movie is all about. And more than that, it's really about the fact that regardless of whether we succeed or fail, God, Mm -hmm. the creator of the universe knows our name and created us, knows every hair on our head. And we are that precious Mm -hmm. to him. And that's really like the most foundational part of the movie is that we were created in his image and there's no better image to be created in. I heard a great quote week that, and I wish I could reference who it was, but they said that our culture now wants our human validation by data numbers you give me mm-hmm. 75%, da-da-da-da-da, right? God yeah. validated us from the foundation of the earth. We were created mm-hmm. in his image. There's no better validation that we need. And, yeah. uh, and that's really what this movie is a beautiful illustration. and brings a great conversation for anybody, youth groups, for families, yeah. for parents, for teachers, for teens, to talk about the yeah. fact that they, weren't, that they weren't a mistake. We earned
1: a mistake mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we have something really important to do. And it has such great illustrations of like, when we talked about why it would be clone. like why does she create a clone? Well, mm-hmm. imagine if you created somebody with all the elements that you thought you didn't have, and then you mm-hmm. could watch them doing all the things you're doing. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, that's me doing that. So maybe I could do that. Right, and then yeah. that's where she, you know, learns to come <laughs> Oh, and be like, and that's you know we know for especially young girls struggling with confidence and not wanting to try because they're mm-hmm. afraid to fail. And this was so important to us. We heard out, we did hear a statistic in college: the freshman year, a lot of times girls fall behind their freshman year of college, not because they're not as smart as the guys, but because they won't raise their hand unless they're a hundred percent right. Where guys will mm. raise their hand even if they're ten percent right. And it makes them yeah. kind of fall behind. So we're trying to equip them to be like, there is no such thing as failure. That's just learning. Raise your hand, mm-hmm. learn, be, you know what I mean? But girls are such perfectionists. And then, yeah. and then that ends up stifling a part of your life. And so there's yeah. so many great elements of this movie. We're excited for people to take away this story and then apply it to their life. What's really cool about what you said about the your kids being like, oh, you say that, Dad, and the movie says that. We got a, I got a we got a message from a woman who showed identity crisis to her family. And she was so excited because she had been teaching her, her kids about that they were fearfully and wonderfully made by a creator, mm-hmm. knitted together in the womb. She had been, like, literally just working with her kids on that. And then they watched the movie yeah. and the kids were like, oh, well, now we kind of believe that, Mom. And then she's like, I've been teaching, <laughs> but it made right. that cool. It made it cool, and it made them really get it. And now, they'll listen to her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and we just gotta be humble to receive. That's what God is doing. You know, Um, I know I've had to learn Mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't have to be. Are you more concerned about the result or that you're right? You know, that's what it comes. I feel like it comes down to a lot. You know, and if you're more concerned about the result, then you won't mind that it's a secondary person or something like that's backing up and confirms it because now they're with the pro it's what you wanted, and so now you know it's happened and you know we're all called to work together in, in this body of christ You yeah, really we were talking sick. about the statistic um about how recently you know we need numbers to back up what's going on i think about um it's an old testament story with david and god was growing his kingdom he was doing what god was saying and the kingdom was be growing and he took a census Cause he wanted to know how many people he had and he wasn't supposed to do that. And, you know, you know, he wanted to, you know, getting consequences from that action, but you know, you didn't, he didn't need to take the census that he was doing what God was saying and he was being backed up by God. God was growing his kingdom and that should have been enough, but you know, he started wanting to like, see how big his kingdom was getting. And we got to be careful of things like that as well. I feel like that converts to foul followers in this day and age with social media, that's followers. You know, if I have followers, then God Mm -hmm. is behind me. If I don't, then he's not, you know, it's the way that it's kind of like put out there. And we got to be careful that we're just being obedient and doing the things that God, like you said, whether we fail or succeed, if you truly believe that's what God is calling you to do, but you only got a hundred followers, you know, keep doing it. You know, we don't know what God has in store that step of faith and sometimes with the bible stories it seems like everything happened so fast back to back to back to back, back but there was really so much time that was in between these miracles it's not like this a miracle was happening like that every single day you know and so when we think we're doing what god has called us to do if that thing doesn't take off right away you know it's like we might give up you know because we're like oh i was supposed to be an overnight sensation or you know, whatever it may be, so we just got to yeah. be careful about you know being obedient to God and the things that you know He's calling us to do. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited now. I really want to see identity crisis. So, like, really quickly, secretly that beginning portion when I'm always like trying to figure out people's like faith walk, how they got to where they're at. That's kind of for me too, because I feel like I've definitely dealt slash deal with imposter syndrome at times, um, especially with doing stuff like this. I was never really a vocal person. I was the quiet child, you know, and I never imagined myself, you know, making content and putting it out there. And even now, I do TikToks. I have a TikTok and I do scriptural videos for a TikTok where I'm either reading the Bible or posting clips from this. And I do not like listening to myself. And so like when, you know, when you post it, it has to play a little bit. And I'm like, I'm trying to like mute it so quick. Cause I'm just like, you know, and <laughs> I'm sure no one, you know, thinks that. And then I'm also in my head like, oh, people probably think that I think I'm the stuff, but I don't, you know, and you know, I'm not sure how much of, you know, imposter syndrome you guys might've dealt with for making your stuff, but it's a lot that like goes through your head, especially when you're just being obedient When you're truly are being obedient to God and it's not something you're just trying to do for yourself. You know, you're very conscious about the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, the message that's going out, how it's going to affect people, who it's going to help. Like all of this stuff truly goes through like followers is not on the radar, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, followers are nice. (laughs)
0: But, yeah.
2: but like you said, it's not, it, you, when God asks you to do something, you have to do it, whether or not you can see the results. And as, mm-hmm. I love that you use the Old Testament as an example, because it, we are we're, when we read the Bible, it's like the highlight reel. I mean, they're all like, boom, all these amazing things. They just took, but they took out like generations in between, you know? Yeah. I mean, from yeah. the end of the Old Testament <laughs> to the beginning of the New Testament, God, God was silent for 400 years, you know? And yeah. so we have to remember that God is, you know, his time is just not our time. And sometimes mm-hmm. we won't see the results here on earth, but we have to be faithful to what he asks us to do.
1: So thank you for being faithful by putting this podcast yeah. together.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I always say,
2: thank
1: you. I always say God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the cult. And yeah. whenever we do, I have major imposter syndrome. I don't know how to make a movie. I don't know how to write a script. And we all have that, but then you step up and you step out and know that God will provide and that you'll just figure it out as you go and mm-hmm. that everybody is figuring it out as they go. But imposter syndrome yeah. is a huge issue. You don't want anyone to know that you don't know what you're doing and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. but then you find out no one else in the room knows what they're doing either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like one of those like liberating things. Not that you want people to not know what they're doing, but to know that they don't. It's like, okay, I'm not the only one, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So with- um, And
1: even the experts aren't. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right, Go right. On. Yeah. So with imposter syndrome, someone who is like kind of stuck in that phase, do you believe like this movie could be something that could kind of like help them to take that thefts, that faith step out of it if God's been speaking something to them?
1: Yeah, I would love to share. We just showed the movie at Andrea's church and it was really Mm -hmm. awesome. This father came up to us and he said, my daughter has an issue. She won't try anything, but then she'll spend months regretting not trying it. And Mm -hmm. I've been telling her, just go for it. Just try. And she was like, thank you for making this movie, because I know that this movie will help her the next time this opportunity comes. She will try from seeing this movie and then andrea and i wrote a novel that goes along with this movie and this father Mm -hmm. bought the novel and he's like this will be so good because even if the movie doesn't change her now she's gonna read the book and that'll even more seep Mm -hmm. into her heart and make it so she tries something so i absolutely think that's exactly what this film does what the book does Mm Because in the book, we get to dive more into her head of what she's thinking when you can't do that in a movie and really Mm -hmm. talk about the struggles. We always want our audience to never feel alone. So when people watch our Mm -hmm. movie, they're often saying, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one struggling with this because Mm -hmm. I see it represented there. So we hope that this would help a lot of people who feel stuck, imposter syndrome, aren't trying something to go, okay, next time I'm going to try. Because I might miss that incredible opportunity because I didn't just step out and try.
0: Yeah. And so something that I was really surprised about is you guys actually filmed the movie first and then wrote the novel. So would you guys suggest that people watch the movie first or do you think it matters at all?
2: It's a great question. So I don't think it matters. I think you can go watch the movie and, and I'm glad you asked the question because lots of people think if I watch the movie, I don't need to read the book because I already know what happens. But what we think is really fun about this novel is that it actually allows us to go into the mind that of Madison, mm-hmm. who is having these struggles in a way that you don't do visually with the movie. And it also mm-hmm. has stuff in it that's not in the movie because the movie is an hour and a half and you gotta, you know, narrow everything right. down. And it's got a really fun epilogue at the end that is, um, you know, it's not part of the movie and it's uh, never before seen <laughs> content. So you gotta yeah. read the book. It's different and it's fun. And I guess just to go off of that too, words are so important. And we talk a lot about, and I think this movie is a really good illustration that God created the whole world world with a word. And the words that we are meditating on are important. And so you can watch the movie But reading the book, you're actually looking at the words and it seeps into you in a different way. And so it's just another way to get that reminder constantly that you're fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this question, but is there anything you guys are currently working on? Like your next project is like anything in the works?
1: (laughs) We have a lot of stuff going on. We have... We're really working on getting the film off. I mean, so far we've been independent. So we have to go out and raise private investment. So we're always looking for partners or people who believe in what we're doing. We aren't a studio. We don't work with Netflix, although we'd love to. But so we're always out there trying to find the next people who believe in what we're doing and come alongside mm-hmm. of us. So we have a couple of films that are out there that we're meeting with people about, and we're actually going to publish another book here soon. But yeah, we have a really cool movie about technology addiction and mm-hmm. dealing with technology addiction and how kids are this, you know, so we really hope that's our next one. Cause it's another awesome subject matter that would yeah. really help start conversations for families and but just pray for us. That we can get the next one yeah. off the ground. We could use the prayer.
0: Most definitely. And I know, I like, these are, like like, major hitters of, like, as far as issues that are in the world right now that you guys are, like, hitting on. Like, technology addiction. Like, that is so real. And it's only looking to get worse with the technological advancements they're starting to come out with. So... It's very much needed at the chance of getting in trouble by my mom if she watches this episode. So I set timers on the tablets for my kids for how long they're allowed to be on their tablets. And my mom got the new tablets for Christmas and she asked, could they get more time on them? (laughs) So I gave them an extra 15 minutes. I'm like, you know, because I'm very strict on, you know, how much screen, you know, I know technology is a thing now, so it's not like they shouldn't be able to use any technology because they got to function in the world to come. But, you know, I'm also big on non-screen time, you know, being present with the people who are there and, you know, being creative, trying to figure out other things to do, but, um, and they've handled it very well. I've been very blessed with very good children. They don't really like trying to get no extra time, although they did get smart. So I give them an hour on their tablets, They've learned that if they share the tablets, they can get two hours out of it. So I was like, okay, you guys, you know, I'm going to give you that one. You're being innovative. <laughs> <I> love that. <laughs> yeah. we entrepreneurs. I know, I know. And that's why I was like, I'm going to let y'all have that one. Y'all thought that up. Y'all were smart enough to do that. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Technology addiction. And it's funny, I know we talked about this too. Like, I know your target is like, you know, the younger generation, specifically young girls and younger kids, but like, so much, so much of this can apply to adults, you know, because even Absolutely. bullying in the workplace, technology addiction with our cell phones, like, all of these imposter syndrome and, you know, like, you know, all of this stuff definitely can help young ones, but it's like parents need to sit and watch it too because. It definitely can change, you know, whether you're an adult bully or whether you're an adult who gets bullied, you know, Mm because I've seen that too. I mean, even recently at my most recent workplace and, you know, it just can help you to see these things. You know, maybe you go to work every day and you don't, it's happening. You don't even realize it. And then you watch a movie like, you know, Identity Crisis or Switch and now it's more apparent to you. And you start hearing God to speak to you, like there's, you know, a specific person that I just realized, man, was getting a hard time from everyone. And I literally go out of my way intentionally to speak to this person and to like, you know, do what I can to show love in that area, you know? And I just feel like that's something that we're called leave with love, you know? I I still love that term, you know? (laughs) But yeah, we might start seeing these things in the workplaces and be able to, I comment, you know, show God's grace, you know, especially if we are proclaiming to be Jesus followers. I'm really big on that. If you're going to outwardly speak it, then, you know, you need to express it with your actions as well. Amen. And awesome. So, um, yeah. So is there anything that you want to leave for the listener who, you know, anything that's on your hearts that you would like to leave with them?
1: Yeah. Well, I'd love everyone to, all of our films are available on Amazon. And Apple TV, our books on Amazon, Sisters.com. And I mean, I don't think we've ever nailed it better than Lead with Love. And it is true. Mm -hmm. If you wake up every day and think about how can I lead with love today? How can I be kind? You know, we talk a lot about, I feel like culture today talks a lot about social media and how we're all mean on social media, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I agree, but I actually really feel like it is so important To be kind to every person that you touch in the real world, your neighbor, Mm -hmm. the people at the grocery store. It is about really connection with humans and saying Mm -hmm. hi to somebody can change their entire day. And so whenever I go out, I go and say hi. I say hi to my neighbors. I say hi to someone walking. I'm just extra kind to every person that I meet throughout the day. And I encourage people Mm -hmm. to do that because everyone is carrying around something we can't see. And you might be the angel in that person's life if you were kind to them yeah. that day. And that's so important. And that's what I leave with people is that every single, don't get stressed out if someone's taken too long in the grocery line, just yeah. breathe <laughs> and have compassion, empathy that they might be having a really bad day and they don't need you to be mean to them. They need you to be yes. loving and patient with
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah, I guess what um, I'd like to leave with everybody is the idea that, or the reminder that we talked about before that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Alexander said it: mm-hmm. we're made for a purpose, on purpose. We, you're not a mistake. And if you can mm-hmm. put your feet on that foundation, everything else will be added unto you. And so that's my. Yes. <laughs>
0: also, I know you didn't mention. Um, switched is on Tubi as well so because tubi Which is, is uh, on Tubi,
1: yes yeah because
0: <laughs> i Actually, know that tubi spree
1: we're bringing that up Absolutely. Mm-hmm. so catching faith one and two and mm-hmm. switched are all on tubi so you can watch our okay. films. catching faith one and two and switched and then our film the greatest inheritance is on its way to Tubi. So the Greatest Inheritance, which stars Mina Suvari and Jaleel White. Awesome movie, amazing film. That's coming to Tubi very soon.
0: Okay. Awesome. I just know that like that if you are a family and you're trying to instill these values into your you know, your kids and you know, or anyone in your life, you know, if money seems like an issue, start with the Tubi movies. And I'm telling you, because I'm excited to watch the next one. I'm like, that was, Switch was a really good movie, and I'm I'm hoping, you know, after I catch some more, maybe I can shoot you guys an email, we can do a follow-up, you know, episode or something, but like, yeah, these movies, that Switch is really good, and I'm excited to see the next one, so, you know, if you don't have any other streaming platforms, to be where there's the Catching Faith 1 and 2, and Switched on there, and then, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a blessing to your families, and you'll want to see more, so. Thank you guys for taking the time out to come on my podcast and spread the you know the word that God has given to you guys for you know all the viewers.
1: Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank us. you for having us. And spreading the word about our movies. We appreciate you and we hope that they bless yes. everyone who watches.
0: Awesome. Um Andrew, would you mind closing us out in prayer?
1: Absolutely.
2: Oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you are, that we can put our complete faith, trust in you and that you will lead us. And so, Lord, I just want to pray for our audience. Whatever you may have stirred in them throughout this conversation, I want to ask that you would give also the courage and the bravery and the strength to take the step. Take that step of faith out into whatever it is that you're calling them to do. Thank you for being bigger, stronger, kinder, wiser than us, and that we can. Put everything that we are in your hands because you know us from the beginning. <laughs> you know every little part of us, as we had talked about before. You knit us together in our mother's womb, and you know every hair on our head, and you love us. And Lord, I just pray that we, your love would envelop each one that's listening, that they would feel your touch, your presence, your Holy Spirit, and that love would guide them as they go to lead their family and be with their friends do their work and whatever responsibilities they have thank you we ask this in jesus name amen amen Amen.
0: thank you you guys for watching another episode of on earth as it is in heaven and i'll see you guys next week thank you for listening to another episode i hope today you received an on-time word from god and found the inspiration you needed to take action in whatever it is that God has called you to do. Tune in next week to hear another Holy Spirit-led conversation about how together we will bring heaven here on earth according to God's will.